Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 to 23. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered round him that he got into a boat and sat in it while the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some, fe- some fell among, along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a, hund- a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. The disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, Because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and what they what will have, and they will have in abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing they do not see, though hearing they do not hear or understand, in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You'll be ever hearing but never understanding. You'll be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's hearts has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and turn and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you you see but did not see it and hear what you hear but did not hear it. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone who hears the message about the kingdom, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their hearts. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the world, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. Good evening, everyone. Uh, Great to be with you tonight. Uh, Great to be opening up God's word together. Uh, It'll be really helpful to have... Matthew chapter 13, open in front of you. We're going to be referring back to it as we work our way through. Uh, we do have a slide to begin with. Um, I want uh, maybe a show of hands. How many people recognise or are kind of in some way familiar with this film? Uh, that's, that's very low for a classic. Uh, uh, this is uh, White Men Can't Jump um, from 1992, uh, a comedy about uh, two basketball hustlers, uh, one black guy, one white guy. Therein lies the comedy. This oddball couple try to hustle basketball courts in South LA. Uh, anyway, there's this great scene. They're riding in a convertible and 
Uh, Billy, the white guy, uh, puts a Jimi Hendrix tape into the tape deck in this convertible. It's 1992, remember? You have to transport yourself back there. And Sydney, the black guy, uh, turns to him and says, hey, what's this? Why are you playing Jimmy? And Billy, the white guy, says, well, because I like to listen to him. And Sydney says, that's the problem. You all listen to him. You're not supposed to listen. You're supposed to hear it. There's a difference between hearing and listening. White people can't hear Jimmy. Now, amazingly, that's exactly the point of this passage. (laughs) Because lots of people uh, listen to Jesus. Lots of people listen to Jesus, but some people uh, don't hear Jesus. Lots of people listen, some people don't hear Jesus. And the question is why? Why is this response to Jesus so varied depending on who it is? I'm sure you've noticed that in your life, uh, that different people respond to Jesus in different ways. Uh, Tonight, as I said, we're returning to Matthew's Gospel, uh, one of these biographies about Jesus, uh, but it's a biography with a purpose. Uh, Matthew wants to tell us that Jesus isn't just any man, this is the most important life you could ever read about. Uh, And so... Uh, last year we covered the first 12 chapters and uh, if you want to, you can go back, uh, binge listen to those uh, sermons on iTunes or SoundCloud. All the information is on this OWL handout. Uh, If you want to go back, re-listen, do that. Uh, But we're jumping back in chapter 13 and there's a problem here, a problem at this point. we had this question left hanging from chapters 11 and 12. Why is it that people don't like Jesus? Now, you can't please all the people all the time, but this is a problem in the course of Matthew's Gospel because Jesus is meant to be God's King. He's the Messiah. He's this rescuing one who's come. And yet when he comes to God's people, they don't like him. In fact, uh, they set about to kill him. Why is this happening? And so we come to Matthew 13, and uh, Jesus sets about explaining why it is that people don't respond in the way you'd expect. He says, uh, we're going to look at it kind of in two ways, uh, because of people's reception, people's reception and Jesus' intention. People's reception and Jesus' intention. And he explains uh, this problem with a parable. It's a story puzzle. It's half analogy, half riddle. That's kind of what a parable is. It's a little bit like the modern political cartoon. I think we have a political cartoon for your enjoyment, like this. (laughs) See, it's, it's slightly cryptic, isn't it? If you don't know the issue, then it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, But also, it's kind of pointed as well. Uh, Political cartoons always try and get a reaction from you to kind of think, oh, where do I stand on that issue? And sometimes you might be offended by it. And that's kind of the point. They want you to react. And that's what Jesus is doing with this parable. He's telling this story, but he wants you to kind of interact with it, to 
think, well, how does that affect me? And here's the parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. And then he, he tells the story of uh, the different soils that the seed falls on. This falls on the path, some on the rocky places, uh, some among the thorns and other seed on good soil. Seed gets thrown everywhere, but uh, for three of them, uh, nothing happens. There's no fruit, there's no produce from it. Only one produces a crop and the rest go to waste. And then Jesus says, whoever has ears, let them hear. Can you hear that? Can you, can you get what I'm saying? And for the first listeners, that's it really. They just, they hear it like that and they're, they're left. It's like a riddle. Work it out. What is going on here? Uh, but for us, uh, we have the benefit of seeing behind the scenes. We get the explanation. It's like uh, you walk into your multiple choice exam and uh, you flip over to the back and the answer key is right there. Yes. It's that experience for his disciples and we've got the same backstage pass to see what is going on here. Jesus tells his disciples, uh, why is there a different produce from these soils? Uh, well, it's really a story about people's reception of him. How they hear his message about God's kingdom. And he says what happens to seeds in the soil happens uh, to his word in people. Jesus is the farmer who goes out to sow his seed, uh, the seed of this news that God's kingdom has come. And as he does that, he gets uh, different receptions. One person uh, hears about God's kingdom but never really takes it in. Uh, Read verse 19 with me. Uh, He explains it like this, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. Uh, There's there's never any penetration. It's just like white men can't jump. People listen, but they don't hear it. Uh, When it says uh, they do not understand it, I think it's it's not just saying they don't intellectually grasp it. They're saying that they don't uh, understand how it applies to them. That if this is a message about God's kingdom, then they need to see that God is their king, that they are not king. And many people find it hard to see that as true. They refuse to see that God's kingdom means that they have a king and so they don't understand it. And Jesus says that is easily snatched away by uh, the king of this world, by Satan, who doesn't want God to be king. For some, the gospel message gets no reception at all. In another soil, the seed uh, manages to start, but it doesn't survive. And the problem, Jesus says, is its depth. Uh, Verse 5, he says, some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But shallow soil is dangerous soil, he's telling us. Shallow soil is dangerous soil. If you're a uni churcher, if this is your home church here at uni church, uh, I hope you've had the experience of someone hassling you about hub group or 
common ground, youth group, something like that. Not stalking you, obviously, but just a mild, loving harassment. No, that, still too much. But the reason why we want, uh, we, we really encourage you to join a hub Bible study group is because of depth. Depth matters. Uh, we don't want you to join a hub group because we need the numbers or anything like that. Uh, Jesus is telling us that we need deep roots if we're going to thrive as his people. Uh, we don't want to receive the gospel, to receive the news of God as king, Jesus as king, and have shallow soil. Because shallow soil is dangerous soil. Because being a Christian is hard. That's what Jesus says. He says that it's persecution that really does them in when they have shallow soil. Uh, flick down to verse 20. He says the seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. He's saying very easy to be uh, joyful as a Christian uh, when things are going well, when you're surrounded by a great set of friends at church. Uh, Harder when you have to stand out from friends at parties because you dress differently or you dance differently or you drink differently. Uh, Very hard when your family says, you give up this Jesus thing or you can find somewhere else to stay. And that happens. And you need deep roots. Deep roots to know that you have an eternal home with the Lord. And you are part of a bigger family of God's people. You need those deep roots if you're to survive when persecution and trouble come. In another soil, uh, the plant survives. I guess. But it gets choked by the world. And so even that plant is unfruitful. It does nothing. It's no better than the first soil where the seed gets snatched away. Uh, Read with me verse 22. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. I think university is is kind of a tough place to be a Christian. Uh, There's lots of pressure uh, to succeed here, uh, lots of pressure uh, on appearances, things to worry about like that. Uh, But really, I think, uh, that is just a taste for the kind of uh, difficulty that you'll face in the workforce. Uh, For lots of Christians, uh, to go working 9 to 5, 40, 60, 80 hours a week in an office, uh, that is where the the choking effect of the world really comes in. Because you're there all the time, uh, money is in your face, uh, you don't get to set the culture, the culture is often set around you, and it can feel very isolating, uh, very difficult to stand apart from the world in that circumstance. And so, in some ways, uni is like this brief window where you can use your time to uh, 
to learn about Jesus, to go to the Christian Union, get involved in church, get yourself uh, ready so that the worries of this life and the lies that money will solve your problems so that when they come, uh, you are able to hold firmly to this news that Jesus is King. Jesus is saying that there is this very response to him because of people's reception. Either their reaction is hard and uh, they don't want to hear it, and so Satan exploits that, or it's shallow, and persecution is always close by, uh, or it's choked by the worries of this life, of the world pressing in. People can listen, but sometimes they won't hear Jesus. But that's not the only reason that he says that there's this mixed reaction to him. It's not just about people's reception, but it also has to do with Jesus' own intention. Uh, you see it there in verse 10, when his disciples come to him, they ask him this question, uh, why do you speak in parables? You can just imagine uh, Matthew or one of the other disciples coming up to Jesus and just saying, Jesus, you know, I'm not a PR guru, but I'm just wondering if riddles is really the best strategy if we want to get our message out there. I don't know, I'm just spitballing. <laughs> Something better than a puzzle. Uh, but Jesus says he's chosen that method on purpose. Why? Verse 11. He replied, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. Feels, feels shocking, doesn't it, to, to hear Jesus say that. He's doing a reverse Robin Hood. <coughs> He's, it seems when it comes to hearing Jesus, to really getting him, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And that seems the opposite of what we'd expect from Jesus. Uh, why is that? Uh, well, let's read on. To explain, Jesus quotes from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah, verse uh, 15. He says, uh, For this people's heart has become calloused. They, hard, they hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears understand with their hearts and turn and I would heal them. Uh, that point uh, comes from a time when God commissions uh, the prophet Isaiah to go to his people and to speak uh, a word of judgment to Israel. Sends him out with that task. And it's the worst commissioning ever. Uh, because God says that they will not listen. They're not going to listen to you. He says they're hard-hearted and that will continue. And in fact, Isaiah's ministry is to keep on uh, announcing God's word to them. And it's really just going to serve to confirm that judgment on them because they will not listen. Next week, we're going to formally commission Ez as our new Union Church Women's Pastor. It's very exciting for us as a church. But imagine if the commissioning went like that. Uh, Ez, the Union Church girls, don't listen. They, they never have. Uh, they're a hopeless lot. <laughs> Your job is to keep on speaking to them. They're, they're not going to listen. Uh, 
Um, but just so that everyone knows how much they don't decide. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. Not good. Uh, but the people in Jesus' day uh, were like that. They were God's own people, but many were hard-hearted. And Jesus says that he's speaking in parables uh, so that they will be confirmed in that judgment. How does that work? I think because at one level, a parable is it is intelligible, right? He's not using uh, anything strange there. Everyday words, everyday images. Uh, he's not being impossible to understand. But the meaning of a parable doesn't sit on the surface. Actually, you need to uh, take it to another level. You need to think hard about it. Uh, you need a willingness to listen, a willingness to find out more. It takes humility to ask for help. And most of all, it takes repentance. It means turning around, because uh, this parable that he uh, says demands that we place ourselves somewhere in it to, to see where we are. And that's the kicker. That's the tough thing. The hard-hearted person is unwilling to investigate, <coughs> unwilling to take it further, and unwilling to see that their own reception of Jesus' words is the problem. They confirm themselves in that judgment. And so the rich toward Jesus get richer because they go to him as his disciples to learn what it means to follow him, to sit down, be humble, learn from him. And the poor towards Jesus get poorer. Their own hardness of heart trips them up. Their own hardness of heart trips them up. The poor get poorer. And so there's mixed reactions to Jesus' message about the kingdom because of people's reception, but also because of Jesus' own intention. So that's really the parable. That's the situation that uh, we've been reading about in Matthew 13. Uh, I want to draw out two applications for us. Two applications. One, there's a message in here for the sower and a message for the soil. A message for the sower and a message for the soil. Uh, firstly, for the sower, uh, for those of us who would follow after Jesus as those announcing that God's King has come, a message for the sower, don't give up. Uh, here at Union Church, we love Jesus. Uh, we want more and more people to know Him, uh, to know that He's the King and the Saviour. Uh, and so uh, we share that message as far and as wide as we can at school, at uni, on camps, we invite people along to church. Uh, we love uh, to have people hear about Jesus, our King and Savior. But if that's something that uh, you love as well, then uh, it can be hard if people reject that. Crushing Even worse, if they seem to get on board and then uh, chuck it away. It can be really disheartening. I don't know if you've had those kind of doubts. Like, is this even true? Why is God doing this? Uh, but this parable here, this story that Jesus is telling, it should tell us uh, that we shouldn't be shocked 
if that happens. Jesus said that that would happen. And so don't give up. A friend of mine uh, told me the story of a family who started coming along to their church. And uh, the wife had become a Christian and was bringing her children uh, along to Sunday school. And her husband was coming along with them, uh, along to church and Bible study. And he was obviously, you know, a good bloke because, you know, he wanted to, to be there, understand what his wife was um, thinking about. Uh, but he came and he was dead set against Jesus. Dead set. And he was, you know, a man's man, working class guy, tough, old school kind of guy. And each week he would come into church and he would sit up the back and start to finish, he would sit there, arms folded, just face tight, just looking at the preacher the whole time. And then service finished out the door. And this passage tells us that that can be expected. People's reception matters, and it shouldn't be an identity crisis for us. We should go on announcing <coughs> Jesus is King. And in fact, that uh, reaction is part of God's intention. His intention is to bring justice and mercy to His world as people hear about Jesus as King. So don't give up. That's the message the soil. But there's also a message for the soil, and in some ways that's the critical one that Jesus has here. Here's the question for each of us. Which soil will you be? Which soil will you be? See, the reason Jesus takes his disciples backstage, why he explains all this, is to, to warn us of the dangers, the danger of persecution the risk of being choked out by the world. And uh, I have some good news tonight. If you're here tonight, uh, then you've heard that uh, inside scoop. Uh, you're not like the crowds who first heard Jesus. They didn't get the explanation, but we have. Uh, we have, just by being here, you're one of the rich. And so the question is, what will you do with that? Having seen and laid out these different reactions to Jesus, which soil will you choose to be? Uh, this guy, uh, the, the guy who kind of gave the stink eye to the preacher, uh, week in and week out. Uh, there's more to that story. He did that for about six months. Uh, each week he, he would turn up and just silent, sit at the back, arms crossed. And it was a thing in that church. It was a small, smallish kind of church, and so he brought this tension into the room whenever he was he was there. That you could tell that he was not happy with this situation, and it was difficult. And then one day uh, at Bible study, uh, along with his wife, something changed. Uh, this tough working class guy finally broke, and he wept as he talked about the experience of listening uh, for six months and coming to realise just how far he was from God and how much he needed to save him. And even though he had his arms crossed and was showing nothing, actually he was hearing something. He was understanding that uh, it applied to him, that he needed to save 
And that was a massive turning point. Uh, not just for him, but for the church to see uh, the Word of God uh, slowly take root in this man and for that to produce a harvest. And that's what God's Word does. Verse 23. Jesus says that the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the Word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. That's what God's word about his King Jesus produces, produces a crop. As people listen, take it on board, understand that it applies to them, it produces a crop. And the question for us is, which soil will you be?